Listen, I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly monsters. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. We gotta fight them back. We gotta take it to them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slim Basketball Podcast. I'm your lovely host, Shaden Smith, here with your co-host, Colton Davidson. And we got a special episode for you, like every episode oh, is. Every I, episode is just a delight. I think I have to say it's a special episode yeah. every episode, or I'll, I'm not allowed to do Even this though it's just us two. Even though it's just us two talking about what we talk about every week. Every week. All right, Colton's got the trivia question All today. Right, kind of interested. He seems really excited. I'm about really this, excited so. about this one. So, this last season set a record for the NBA with 10 players that scored over 50 po- scored at least 50 or more points this the 2016-2017 season. Name those 10 players. 10 players? There's 10 of them. Yes. Okay, 10 players this past season that scored more than 50 points. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. Well, definitely Russell Westbrook. Definitely. Hang on, let me let me get a pin so I can I can not I can check these off as we go. All right. Well, oh gosh. I don't remember things. All right, definitely Russell Westbrook. Yep. Definitely James Harden. Yep. Uh, definitely, um, who is it? DeMar DeRozan did it, didn't he? No, DeMar DeRozan did not do it. DeMar DeRozan didn't do it? Oh, snap. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. He did have that streak at the beginning of the season of scoring like 30 points. I know. That's why yeah, I, I could have sworn DeMar DeRozan's not on the list. Oh, gosh. All right, don't. Hey, I will get this. Okay. Uh, Stephen Curry. Nope. Dang it. Why do I suck? Hey, only... One Golden State Warriors on this list. Don't get mad at me, NBA fan. Oh, it was Clay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you got three. I got three. Seven more. I'm trying to think of <laughs> freaking players who have done One it. of these I'm surprised you haven't gotten. Oh, gosh. Like, I thought it would be the first one you, you guessed. Well, maybe the second one. No, I don't guess things very well. Okay. Players who've scored 50, over 50 this past season. Why is this so freaking hard for me right now? Um... Oh my gosh! You want to? You want to? Want a hint? Sure, give me a hint. All right. Uh, of the seven remaining players, only one of them is in the Eastern Conference currently. Only one of them is in the Eastern Conference. It's Isaiah Thomas, right? Oh, there's two of them. Excuse me. There's two. So yes, Isaiah Thomas, and there's another one. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, and oh, there's another one. He doesn't play for Cleveland. Nope, does not play for Cleveland or Boston. I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't Cleveland. I'm gonna say it's not John Wall. Is it? It's John Wall. John Wall scored 50 points yeah. this past year? Gosh dang it. I don't even remember. Uh, Alright, so how many more is there? You've got one, two, three, five. four, five. Yeah, you've got, you've got five left. Five and they're all in the West. Alright, well let's see here. Um, I'm going to say Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, I'm going to say DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, yep. Uh, and then I'm going to say... There's yeah, three left. Three left. Alright, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins... Gosh dang it. Why can't I think of people? Kawhi didn't do it, did he? Nope. Kawhi did not do right. it. I didn't think Kawhi did it. Um, um, right. Not a Golden State Warrior. Hmm. You got Anthony Davis, Marcus Cousins. I already said Westbrook. This is tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't believe you haven't gotten this one yet. Uh, Carl Anthony Townsend did it, did he? No, Carl Anthony Townsend did not do it. All right, Carl Anthony A teammate uh, of his did. Andrew Wiggins? No. A teammate of his. A teammate from did. last year? Well, well, he was. He's his teammate now. Jamal Crawford? No. He's Jamal Crawford? Jamal Crawford has scored fifty plus points in for over like five teams, which is the most in NBA history. Oh, but it's not Jamal Crawford. But it is a new teammate of his, of Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, uh, it's 
Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, you have two more. Man, and Jimmy I'm Butler still, just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I does, he does not. But uh, the, uh, there's two more. And one of them I'm absolutely shocked you haven't gotten yet. All right, two more. I can't think of any. Um, this is did Damian you, Lillard do it? Damian Lillard did it. All right, this All right. last one is one that I I cannot believe you didn't get this. <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't oh, get man. this. Oh, man. Well, you said he's not on he did, his team. State. His team did not make the playoffs last his year. His team did not make the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's think he's one this. of your favorite up-and-coming players. One of my favorite up-and-coming players. Is he a big man? No. He's not a big man. One of my favorite up-and-coming players. Oh, gosh. That could be anybody. Yeah. Everyone is my favorite <laughs> up and coming player. Um, man, this is. Oh my gosh! It's Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. He scored seventy. He scored seventy points. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. All right, so the, that was garbage. The list in order of most points scored: Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Demarcus Cousins, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Isaiah Thomas, John Wall, Anthony Davis. And some Westbrook had multiple. I think James Harden had multiple fifty point games. Several several of these these players had multiple. But uh, these are the ten players that had at least 50, had at least a fifty point scoring. I remember all of their fifty point scorings now, except for John Wall. I do not remember John, John Wall. I can look it up again after the no, podcast. No, I, I totally believe you. I just it's like I just don't remember that happening. Right. That was a good one. That was, I'll give you that one. It was a long one, but it, yeah, was, it was a long one, but it was a good one. Uh, if you got all, if you paused the episode and got all ten of them right, uh, tweet us and I'll and we'll send you a gift basket filled we'll, with we'll, soaps and. Yeah, we'll do that. It'll just it'll just have like some soapy take from Carson's shower or something. Um, Carson's our roommate. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Shaden, let's. I was gonna talk about the. We can talk wait, really quickly. What what have you seen from the Thunder this preseason so far? And we can talk. We can kind of talk through some highlights from the game we just watched. We just watched the Thunder uh, win a close one over Melbourne United for the Australian League team. Really fun game. Uh, very sloppy game. But let's talk, like oh as as a whole, what have you seen from the preseason so far? What are you thinking? Uh, I think we've um, I think everyone seems laid back, you know, like yeah. we're, that could just be preseason or something. Carmelo Anthony has came out and said, you know, like I'm back to old mellow where I'm just playing and having fun, not trying to stress out about everything. But they all they all seem like they're just really relaxed and just playing the game and just trying to have fun with each other. Right. It, they haven't necessarily been playing good basketball. No. To be real with you, um, uh, we haven't. A lot of our game has been a lot of iso ball, which is kind of what you know everyone kind of thought was going to happen. I think that's what's going to happen to the Thunder for the first couple months until we actually start really meshing well together. But um, but what I've seen, we've been a fun team to watch. We have the firepower. We didn't necessarily. We won in the Melbourne game today. Yeah. Uh, we didn't shoot very well at all. For, for Russell a team. was three of ten. Um, George was like. Five of seventeen or something like that. Yeah, it was for for a team that has three players known for their scoring. Only eighty two, only eighty two points, right, or eighty six points. Yeah, it was kind of weird, especially against an Australian league team. But it, it, I think it's it was a little weird. Uh, Carmelo Anthony has been playing a lot of ISO ball, which kind of freaks me out. But I think he will, like I said earlier, I think it'll get better as the future comes. But. Uh, I will say Paul George got a lot of open shots. He did. A lot of open shots. And that makes me... He wasn't hitting tonight, but that's not going to keep happening. And no. I'm kind of excited to see that happen because there are going to be nights where he's on fire. And with this team, he's going to get those open shots and those open looks. For sure. So I'm excited. I think I think he'll definitely lead our team in scoring this season. And I'm, I'm really interested to see 
whenever we do start meshing and start uh, playing more of a team rather than just trying to do iso ball all the time, I'm excited to see where that comes for us. Yeah. So something that's kind of stuck out to me so far about the Thunder preseason is Terrence Ferguson's been getting a lot of minutes. I, I, don't, I don't know how many he logged tonight. And do you think it's more of a testament to coaches are wanting to see what do we have in this player? Or do you think it? Do you, do you think it's more we know what we have with Kyle Singler and some of these other car- some of these other dudes on the bench? Let's throw this guy out and pray to God he's somewhat better than than these guys. Uh, what are you thinking of? Basically, just what are you thinking of Terrence Ferguson? Do you think we see him get this many minutes during the regular season? Uh, I don't know if we'll see. It definitely not at the beginning. I don't think we'll see him get this many minutes. But he has been really incredible defensively. Defend, yeah. Like he has been able to defend the wing and the perimeter game so well this preseason, and it's yeah. been really exciting to watch his shooting. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. His shot is so freaking ugly. He gets like 20 feet off the ground when he shoots. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's kind of awesome. But he was not shooting well, but his athleticism, his his honestly, for an 18, 19-year-old guy, his basketball IQ is really a lot higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, he had an alley-oop to George in their first game, their blue versus white mm-hmm. scrimmage. He seems to really know where to be on defense, especially. And then he seems really confident. Yeah. taking He, took, he had a, a behind-the-back, and he tried to, like, scoop it in. And it was really, it was like a cool-looking shot, but he missed it terribly but yeah his his offense game will come it's it's he's still young his offense game's not great but for being a super fast athletic guy who kind of i feel like he's kind of like russell westbrook where he sees everything in like slow motion kind of yeah um he controls himself well as a young kid and that's really interesting to see and, and kind of cool to see especially for thunder fans who are eager to for the future that's kind of nice to see. I will also say Josh Hustis played really good defense tonight as well. Like them, those two guys played really well. Their offensive games have been bleh. Yeah, but I feel like they'll come into their own. I feel like the whole team's offense was just off tonight. I think the only person that I was like, I, I, I heck yeah, it was uh, Stephen Adams played pretty well. I don't know how many points he had, but it seemed like when they needed a bucket, they just dumped it down to him down low, and he, he delivered. Steven Adams or Raymond Felton? Yeah. Raymond Felton left with a, a sprained wrist mm-hmm. somewhere in like the second quarter or third it quarter. It was the late third quarter. Late third quarter? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he left, which sucked because he was good this game. He was doing really he, well. He was playing like a solid veteran, playing like he knew where he needed to be, not taking stupid shots, playing incredible defense. Yeah, he had at least... He, at least he was he maybe two steals. He was impressive. I really liked what I saw from him. That sucks that he got hurt, but he'll be back. It's not going to be that big of an injury, hopefully. Um, but I really liked what I saw from him. The honestly, the thing that really bugged me the most about this game was just the ISO ball. Uh, like we were playing ISO with like Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Like, why are we ISO and Jeremy? Which, by the way, he scored on that ISO. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. But why are we ISO and Jeremy Grant? Like, our I kind of feel like before the game in the preseason Billy Donovan was just like go out there and play let's see what we got right now you know I want to see I could see that I want to just really see, see who we got on the court and how everybody plays and then whenever the season comes around I'll start actually implementing my my offensive strategies you know um but it was really interesting to see I, I still think even whenever we are playing all the iso ball we're a good team we're yeah. a very good team we just have a lot of weapons uh but yeah that's my been my main complaint about the preseason so far um Russell Westbrook's still going to be a triple-double machine. Oh, yeah. Like, he he has been putting up, like, crazy big numbers in the few minutes he's been playing, so that's been really impressive. He's just all over the place. Hasn't been shooting super well, but 
He took Does some, he need to? Not really. We got Paul George. We got Jeremy Grant. We got Josh Eustace. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, big Some notes here. Uh, Thunder were out without Alex Sabrinas and Patrick Patterson. They haven't played at all this preseason. Abrina's still nursing that. What was it? A knee or an ankle? It was a left knee. Left knee. They both, both, both him and Patch Patterson, are have issues with their left knee. Right. Uh, I think Patterson is just still getting over the surgery. I think he's been. Yeah. Pra- I think he's fully practicing. I don't think there's anything. Uh, neither one, I think, is anything to cause concern. Cause for concern. Both of them are um, super. Honestly, in my opinion, I think both of them are very big thanks to our to our game that we're gonna need. Yeah. Because watching these preseason games, I've really noticed that our three-point shooting off the bench is not Ad- great. abysmal. And having Abrinas out there will help that, like, you know, spread the court, give us that three-point percentage so much, and then having Patrick Patterson out on the court give us another big body. Because honestly, our only big body we got out there right now is Stephen Adams. Yeah, we were talking about this while we were watching the game. Strengths and weak- strengths and weaknesses so far. Uh, Mello looks like he's getting kind of bullied down for rebounds and things. Yeah, he had. Four or five today, something close to that. Um, Four or five rebounds. Yeah, rebounds. But right, it just it, Melbourne was kind of abusing them down low, and like they, they were really outmatched whenever without uh, whenever Adams was off the floor. Um, how many rebounds? Anthony had seven. Rebounds, oh, he had seven, which is pretty good. Him and Paul George both had seven. Russell, Russell also Russell had five actually. He only he played um, the least out of anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, they all. I mean, Anthony has played well. I just don't think... Like, it's such a different role than he's used yeah. to. And I think he's got to really get used to it. But I think once he gets used to it, um, it he'll be able to thrive in that right. role. Offensively, he wasn't hitting well tonight. But he's able to move around the people who are guarding him more. And he's able to get to his shot in a better rate. Yeah. And I think that's really going to help him. But defensively, yeah, he definitely had his struggles. Um, there was one time where he had, like, an open rebound. And he just... Like, he, he jumped up to grab it. And he was like... Jumbling yeah. it in his hands, like couldn't grab it. I don't know what was going on, but I think he's just got to really, you know, get used to the role that he's been put in. But once he does, I think he's going to be a real valuable asset for us. So going back to strengths and weaknesses, Shaden, a strength that I think I'm seeing is like there is definitely a connection between Paul George and Westbrook. Westbrook finding for several open threes. Absolutely, I think that chemistry is there. It's getting better. Mellow, they're still working on, and but Mel. It seemed like they were doing fine. I think that is going to be a huge strength. I bet that that I think that those three's chemistry is going to continue to get really is going to get better and better and better and better as the season goes on. Yeah, I absolutely. What is the strength and maybe what throw out a weakness? What are you thinking? So uh, far? I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying about uh, Paul George. Just looks like he's having so much fun out there. He, he looks like he's enjoying he, playing. He with looks the a little frustrated with himself, I think, because of he hasn't been hitting very well. I think he did this game, yeah, because he just wasn't hitting. Because he had the thing about him is he had a lot of open shots this game that he just did not hit. Yeah, um, which I mean, you're going to be frustrated after that. But uh, he he seems like he's having fun. He likes playing for a great point guard who's looking for him. Um, and I think they are going to improve. I think the Carmelo thing is going to take a little bit longer just because Carmelo, his whole life, all he's been is like, he's been the guy. He's been, right. give me the ball, get out of the way, let me do what I need to do. Where now he's kind of got to learn to be that off-the-ball guy who catch-and-shoot kind of player. Um, and I think that's going to take a little bit longer to get used to, but I think um, he's still playing good basketball. Right. And we do need that ISO player, and honestly – um, at this point, if we're going to give the ball to one of the three, I for an ISO situation, I'd probably want to give it to Carmelo just right. because of Carmelo's history and the kind of player he is. Um, but yeah, I think whenever uh, uh, probably about halfway through the season when we're completely meshed and, and 
know how to play with each other, I think it, we're going to be a very, very good team. I, I, I think we're on the right track for sure. Yeah, I absolutely um, agree. So here's what we're going to do for whenever the season starts. We're, here's an idea for a new segment we're going to do called Game Notes. I'm just going to read off some of the notes that I make during, during the games. All right, and I'm going to tell you if the notes are crap or not. All right, uh, here's the first one. It's really weird to hear stats for Carmelo, Georgia, Westbrook, and then know they're all on the same team. <laughs> like, I was listening to the radio while I was driving back to my sister's apartment, and uh, Matt Pinto read off. He's like, Carmelo with seven, George with five, and Westbrook with five. And it was like, they're all playing for the same team. Yeah, it's weird. It's so cool. All right, first shot of the game was a Robertson three. Some things never change, including an airballed free throw. Oh, my gosh. Uh, rebounding might be a big struggle for this team. Not sure if pa- Patterson helps that or not. What do you think? Help? Uh, I think Patterson will help that a little bit just because of his size, just because he kind of puts a, another big body on some guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a huge help just because he's not really a high rebounding guy. But I didn't think he um, was. I think I think it will definitely help us a little bit to put that big body out there. By the way, Andre Robertson missing that stupid free throw. Air ball. Why <laughs> are we encouraging him shooting three still? I don't get it. Like, first shot of the game. For, I mean, and granted, he was wide open. Like, balls wide open. Holy crap. But Balls wide open. Anyway. Uh, I'm frustrated now, but he's going to have a game where he hits, like, three in a row. And I'm going to be like, see, that's why we need to trust in his <laughs> three-point shot. All right. Thunder are going to miss Canner's offensive rebounding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely going to miss Canner's offensive rebounding and that low post scoring that we're definitely not going to have this year. Uh we will have Stephen Adams, and I'm hoping not having Canner gives Stephen Adams a little bit more uh, encouragement to work more in the post and maybe mm-hmm. get his his stats up a tiny bit. Um, but we'll see about that. I don't. That, that's kind of like I can see it happening, but I can also see it not happening. But uh, yeah, not having Canner kind of hurts us on that end. All right, first of at least three or four Shaden quotes during the game. I've been impressed, Shaden Smith on Raymond Felton. <laughs> that's all. Uh, I have been Raymond Felton's freaking bay. In the first half, we got about five minutes of both Russ and Felton on the court. Um, what do you think of the, what do you think of their minutes? Uh, there was a time Felton drove to the hoop with Westbrook standing in the corner, and it was pretty. It was interesting. It looked it looked very Russell Westbrook esque of a drive. Yeah, he, looked, he, he totally nailed it. Um, he looked good. By the way, that's what the name of our podcast is going to be: is Raymond Felton is Bay. Yeah, there we go. Um, shade, um, here's a, here's some more shade and observations. You know, our whole team just has some really gross beards. And then, um, I don't think, uh, whatever. the second observation from Shaden Smith is, I don't think Terrence Ferguson has stopped smiling this whole game. He has. Every single, <laughs> yeah. every single time he turns the ball over, like the camera would like, go into his face and he'd just be like smiling. Yeah. Just having time he's just been life. grinning. He's like, I play with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I'm um, playing with all these superstars in Oklahoma City, where I'm from. I, all right. That's awesome. Last one. Mellow seems very mellow. <laughs> He did seem very yeah. mellow. He just, like, everyone was freaking out trying to get a board at one point, and he's just standing there with the ball right in front of him, just, like, slowly reaching out his hand just to kind of grab it. Like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't jumping on the floor or anything. Just He just kind of grabs it from the guy and just slowly dribbles up the court. There you go. He just seemed really, yeah, he just seemed mellow. Like, I couldn't explain it any other way. Uh, a couple more th- things here. Not a lot of offensive flow tonight. It didn't see. It didn't seem to be very much flow to the game. It was a lot of iso ball, like yeah. you said. Wasn't a ton of passing. Uh, Georgia Mello really liked to shoot transition threes. Uh, yeah. When I wrote that down, the the Anthony or excuse me, Brian Davis said that Mello had four made threes. I'm not sure what his actual percentage was. He was he was four of eight. So four he actually eight. shot pretty well oh, yeah. from three. Uh, 
Paul George's three of ten. Ooh. The thing about Melo's was Melo's threes that he made were all contested. Like he made some big threes. George had so many just open threes that he just didn't make. And that's, he airballed like at least one. I know too. He was, was holding he's holding down the square button a little too long. But every single shot, like it just looks good. Like whenever he shoots it, you're just like that. That's pure. That's good. He, he did. Didn't he airball two of them? Uh, I'm pretty sure he airballed. He airballed at least one. Yeah. That's, um, last thing is Melo could get into lots of foul trouble at the four. He had four fouls tonight before they sat him down for the final, for the final. I think last half of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think that's just something he's gonna have to learn again, yeah. like how to play the four, how to box out better, and maybe even get bigger. I mean, Melo's already a pretty big guy, but yeah, just, like, just just have bulk up a tiny bit. Just have uh, Melo start going over to Raymond Felton's house and eating with him. I really don't know. I don't think he's that fat. At Raymond, all. you're not fat. He's not You're like fluffy. He's not like Big Baby Davis or even uh, Shaq, Shaq or any of those. It's fl- anyway. So Shaden, <laughs> I think it's just weird because seeing a guard who's got a little bit of chub on him, everyone's like freaking out. A, a little bit of chub on him. <laughs> he does got a little bit of chub on him. Name another guard mm. who's a little thick. Maybe Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I don't think Chris, Chris Paul's Paul is not thick. Yeah, but he looks a little bit. You look at uh, him, and you're like, yeah, he's thick. He's thick, son. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be the name. Chris Paul is thick. thick. Anyway, uh, or wait, just Raymond Felt. Raymond Felt is thick. Right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So some noteworthy NBA preseason things. Cavs new lineup starting Crowder at the four, Love at the five. You've said that you love it. I think it's going to take a little time to work it out. But I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't work with it, especially with this the way the NBA is trending. That's a lineup that could probably really challenge Golden State. I agree with you that um, it's going to take some time to work out, just like how Melo is going to take time to work yeah. out with us. But I really like the idea just because I think uh, 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 Kevin Love is the kind of player who can eat centers alive, and he's, that spreads the court out intensely, not having Tristan Thompson have to be there the whole time. Right. And I think that actually, with how the Cavaliers like to pass the ball and shoot threes all the time, I think that actually makes their offense so it, do- it does. I mean, and if you're really going to think about it, the, the only teams that they're really going to have any trouble with with that that lineup, yeah. I mean, probably uh, the Pelicans and the Clippers. If Blake Griffin and both both Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan are healthy, and it's like, who cares? You maybe play them once a year. Yeah, and even the and, Pelicans, the Pelicans have horrible perimeter defense. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, all you gotta do is gang up on Anthony Davis and and Demarcus Cousins, and you'll have it. Yeah. So and worst thing comes to worst, they just change the lineup again and throw Tristan Thompson back in. Yeah, because they not, still have an, an elite and they still center they, they Tristan have, Thompson uh, on the bench. They have another big guy. Don't they have they? Channing Fry, Channing who's Fry. an incredible three-point shooter who who can play good post defense. So, um, the, Matt, the the I'm gonna say this right here. I, the Cavs are still. I think the Cavs are a a pretty intense percentage better than they were last year. This year, I, I really do. I, I think, think they're right. They're, so they're, good. Their depth is so much better. They, they're so gonna have Kyle, they still have Kyle Korver coming off the bench. They Kyle Korver. Jeff Green played Jeff, incredible in their yeah. preseason game this uh, today. Um, or yesterday, they have so many. Like you said, they're so their depth is incredible right now. And once Isaiah Thomas comes back healthy, yeah. they're going to be crazy. And Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade have been playing great for them, so they're crazy good right now. All right, so Warriors dropped 143 on the T Wolves. They look like they're ready to rock and roll. Um, we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie. No, I don't talk about All right, that. Kyrie is meshing in Boston. I haven't really even got to see him play for Boston yet. He's, uh, he's been very well. He's he basically has just been playing like how he did with the Cavs. Yeah. So I mean, there hasn't really been yeah. a big difference. And with the the, the the thing with that is, you know, everybody's kind of forgetting about Gordon Hayward was the big free agent signing. Yeah. Um, 
Well, Gordon Hayward was never going to be that team's leader. So having having Kyrie Irving there, he's going to so, be insane. They, they showed in practice they were some of the younger guys were trying to go one-on-one against Kyrie, and they just couldn't stop him. It was awesome. I watched so, it for Shane, like 20 minutes. Who is the second best player on that team? Is it Gordon Hayward or is it uh, Al Horford? Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. I think it's definitely Gordon Hayward just because Gordon Hayward has a – like you can uh, argue with this for me, but I think Gordon Hayward has more of a basketball IQ than um, Al Horford does. Um, and I also think Gordon Hayward does those small things. Which Al Horford does too, but I think they he does the smaller things to actually help a team out way more. Like last year, I don't think Utah would have made the playoffs if it weren't for Gordon Hayward. I well, really don't. Yeah, that that is true. Um, and I, if, I don't know. I mean, I I probably have to do a little bit more research, but just superficially looking at it, uh, it seems that Al Horford brings a few more things. You know, Gordon Hayward brings you the mid range jumpers, the the three point shooting. The defense, the de- a little the bit, passing. Yeah, yeah, the defense and a little bit of passing, and then you know Al Horford also brings the big body rebounding, def- defense and low post, three point shooting, and he does, he is a, a, a one of the better passing big men in the league, isn't he? Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say he's pretty. But, good. I mean, it's probably about even, but I think I do tend to lean with you. That is, it's Gordon Hayward. I think Gordon Hayward is going to be really big for this team. One thing I have seen from them in the preseason is Chan or uh, Chan. Uh, uh, Jason Tatum has Jason been Tatum. really good. Really, he's been very, very good, and that's why I'm excited to see. I'm excited. I think he's going to get a lot of good minutes. Him and um, Jalen Brown are going to get a lot of good minutes for them. But all right, so Shane, do we have time for our top eight? Uh, yeah, we have like five minutes. All right, so we'll just we'll rapid fire through this. Number, who's your number one team in the West this year? Number one team in the West this year. I'm gonna look. It's gonna be a little surprising to everybody, but I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors. Golden State team. All right, number two, I've got Houston. Do you have to say anything? I'm gonna be the optimistic guy, and I'm gonna say Oklahoma City. Really? I'm gonna, I'm going with it. Really? I think, I think we're gonna have kind of a rough couple months to start out, but then whenever we all start meshing, I think we're gonna be a really hard team to stop. You see that? I mean, that's kind of why I'm going with is that Oklahoma City's gonna have a first half of the season to be a little bit rough, not be quite that great. Yeah. And then I think they'll get it turned up. But Houston's gonna be a team that's really good in the in the regular season and get shut down in the playoffs. So I'm gonna go. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say Houston. OKC at the third at the three seed. Who you got at the four seed? Uh, first off, um, all right. Who do you have at the three seed? Three seed. First off, I think the the second, third, fourth, even fifth. They're all their records are gonna be so freaking close. Yeah, I think it's gonna right. be like games apart. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna have in my three seed. I'm gonna have San Antonio. San Antonio. Just because I can't like I can't leave out San Antonio, and I think San Antonio and OKC. I think. Literally, I'm saying they're like maybe half a game apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have San Antonio at my fourth seed. Who you got at the four? At the four, I'm going to go with Houston. Houston. I got to go with Houston. Just I mean, really, that, that top play. four, you cannot argue. It's it's hard to argue that any of the. I mean, that the two through four, that's hard. To, it's you can make a case for anybody being any place there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard. So five, I have the T Wolves. Who do you have? Five, I have the Clippers. Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be a lot better than what people think they're going to be this year, and I think they're going to be really close to even passing Houston for the four spot. Really, I really like the Clippers in the preseason, and I think they're going to be if they can stay healthy. I think they're going to be a very that's that's the big thing for me. I'm not going to have Blake Griffin until like December, so it's going to be scary. But and then he hasn't even played a full season in like three seasons. I think if they stay healthy and get it, I think they could be a really really good big asterisk next to Clippers. All right, so six, I have the Nuggets. The Clippers' offense... I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to this. The Clippers' offense has flowed <laughs> so much better without Chris Paul. I'm just really? saying that. Chris Paul... Because Chris Paul was so ball-dominant, 
that their offense was at a standstill a lot of times, even though he was looking to pass the ball. And so I think having a bunch of guys who are just going to keep throwing the ball, I think they're going to get to a more Greg Popovich-esque offense, hmm. which is going to make them really good. Interesting. Anyways, uh, who do you have at your six? Six, I have Nuggets. Six, um, snap, that's... Uh, six is really hard for me. I think I probably... Uh, I'm sorry, this is just tough on me. Honestly, I think I might have Utah. At number six. Utah at number six? That's not bad. Dude, they did lose Gordon Hayward. And they, they, Dante Exum's out for the season. Yeah, but I mean, they, they brought in um, uh, Rubio. Ricky Rubio, and they still have, you know, Big Shot Joe and all those players. And I think they're going to surprise some people and kind of sneak up in there. But I do have Denver at minus seven. Um, some at number seven, I have the Jazz. I think that they're not gonna drop off too much. And then, so who do you have at number seven? I, at seven, I have Denver. Denver. Yeah. Uh, eight, I have Portland. Eight, I have uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Really? I think I think New Orleans. I well, I hope that uh, Rajon Rondo is a really good fit for them, and I think they're gonna surprise a few people. I mean, they have the best front court in the NBA, and so that didn't work out all that well last season. But they weren't together very long. <laughs> They weren't together very long, didn't have that time to really mesh together or, like, make a game plan. And yeah. having this offseason and bringing in a, a guy who legitimately wants to get the ball into other players' hands. And they're, I think what they're doing is they're moving uh, Drew Holiday to the two spot, giving them some more prolific shooting on the outside. I think that legitimately makes them – they're still – their perimeter defense still sucks. But I think giving them that shooting and giving them that guy who wants to make his team better – I think that that actually helps them a lot, which is why I put them. In I mean, I don't think it's all that. I mean, Portland, uh, Portland, and uh, New Orleans. I mean, they'll, they'll, and then Clippers are all probably going to be in that for that at least that eight spot. Yeah. And maybe the Clippers might be even higher than that. And I thought I really wanted to put Portland on there, uh, but Portland just didn't but do anything. It is, and, I mean, they, and they lost Allen Crab, which I thought was terrible. And it's just everything about Portland right now is just kind of upsetting me. Yeah, like their general management just seems. I don't know what they're doing up there. So um, Portland, I really wanted to put up there, but I don't think they'll make it. Even though I love Damian, I love CJ McCollum so much. Well, Shaden, there's our well, everybody, there's our top eight picks. Uh, go ahead and I guess we're gonna wrap up. Uh, go ahead and give the Ocast a, a follow at Ocali or excuse me, yeah, at Ocali Ocast on Twitter. Uh, they tweet out all kinds of cool podcasts, like the Chocolate Almond guys talk about all kinds of random things. There's a couple NBA podcasts. Uh, Sports Pass. Um, they're all there's a lot of good stuff up there. So if you want to listen to more than just you know basketball and stupid stuff with us, you can listen to all kinds of things. Uh, give us a follow at Slim underscore Basketball on Twitter. We tweet out the podcast links and some really stupid memes. Um, <laughs> and I make fun of Shaden. Yeah, that's so uh, that's pretty much it. That is that's the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Yep. Watch your space jam reruns, no doubt in my mind, I'm gonna be great.